0: Coming at you! Alright, some people don't like that, I don't think. How about Dude Grow Show, Grow Talk, episode 209, broadcasting from Denver, Colorado. Actually, I forgot Fort Collins, too. What's up, Scott? <laughs> I was
2: gonna say, brother, you can't please them all. If you go around finding something that everybody likes, good luck to you, man. Good luck.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you. Well, let me get prepped up here. Let me get prepped up a little bit. First, that would be my Yerba Mate. No beer here. It's, it's not beer time. And uh, I got to pack up. I got from, uh, almost done with my sample, some Herbal Cure. This is Grape cela, C-E-L-A, I think. Okay. Sia? Okay. I don't know. Cola. Grape Cola. The O looks a little jacked. Grape Cola <laughs> is what I'm smoking.
2: Sounds uh, so much less exotic now. Yeah, it is. Grape Cola. Did, this, did they ever make a Grape Cola? I'm sure they did, man. I'm sure somebody at the skating rink, man, did. Yeah. <laughs> True. That is my son's <laughs> yeah, you know called the suicide. The and my suicide. that is the
0: grossest shit. Grossest shit. Yes. Although you can do that with hard liquor if you want, no problem. And then you do, you do six different types of any hard liquor will work random and then you pour that into a twelve ounce beer. I mean and there uh,
2: is an art to making a Long Island iced tea, which is like half a dozen different strong ass boozes just poured together. Really? Yeah. I've had good ones before, man.
0: I've had ones, yeah, that'll knock me out. Yeah. Yeah, only mi- the, the, I've never, I don't even know if I've ever sh- shared with the DGC. The only, the only mixed drink I really truly enjoy is a, uh, a margarita on a hot fucking day, man. I, I can dig on the margaritas, and I don't get the kind with the corn syrup in them, right? I get the fresh shit, okay? Whoa, I make it man. good.
2: You never, yeah, you never yeah. got into the, the Lebowski phase with the Caucasians, man? Was it Kahlu- no. vodka, Kahlua, and milk? Isn't that right?
0: You said Lebowski, I did get my shirt, one of my t shirts in. I'm calmer than you, man. And, and it's a good <laughs> nice. it fits well too. I washed it, it's passed all the tests, so I'm pretty stoked. It's always nice when you get a new t shirt you're digging on.
2: Nice, man. I've been studying so. T shirts lately, man. I got me some books off Amazon, man. I'm trying to learn how to design some cool cool uh promo gear for the uh, for the DGC, man. Yeah, what are you coming up with? Nothing yet, man. I'm in the uh the learning stage, man, the absorbing stage, bro. You know, I don't know, trying to find, hopefully you can find some of these designers that are actually out there. But, I don't know, we got a pretty creative crew. You know, it, sh- it shouldn't be too difficult, man. Throw some ideas up. I've got that merch section on the uh, uh, on the website there. Guys like uh, Mr. Cron Burgundy himself made us a beautiful logo. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny as fuck, isn't it, man? Cron Burgundy, yeah, man. Love it, man. Love it. So... Fuck yeah, man! Let's do this, dude. Let's talk some growth. Uh, I
0: could tell you, you're just talking about merch, man. Merch, as they call it. We'll give a shout out to uh, Primetime Supporter dot So I think we've already do we have we haven't even had a show since uh, we did uh, the the news of the cup changing venues. Have we? I don't think we have. I could be crazy. I smoke weed, etc. But the cup is in Pueblo, Colorado um and I don't think we had announced that yet do you recall Scott I don't
2: think we did man dude honestly I've been reeling the whole weekend trying to figure out what the fuck man I was gonna load up my house and just drive down an hour to Denver man Pueblo's a few hours away man I want to say what that's another three that's probably three hours from me somewhere around there man that's uh anyway just had to train change strategy a lot man but you know I you know, I stopped being a bitch, man. I was being a bitch for the first couple hours, and then every everyone else on Google Plus, everyone else that was coming was just like, "Oh, cool!" You know, venue change, no worries, man. I already got my hotel. Like everyone was just so excited, yeah. man. So I'm like, "Dude, yeah, you know, we got it,
0: man." I mean, we went through. This. We went through about. A couple minutes of just oh man, like oh we're not going and this and that, and then I was like, dude, it <laughs> doesn't really. Most people like that are coming are visitors regardless. Pueblo, kind of stoked, man. I've never been down to Pueblo to tell you the truth. Little information for you guys: Colorado Springs is about twenty something times. Guy told me I didn't officially check it from the venue that.
2: I'm going to call it a half hour hour. (laughs) from the
0: venue. The venue name will be announced here. They're just signing the papers in a couple days or in a days. And one of the reasons they did it, man, was because the law enforcement straight up out of uh, somebody over at High Times was like, look, you know, they they were willing to work with us. They said they'll definitely be keeping the, the, the venue safe on the outside, but they have no need to come into the cannabis cup. So we don't have to worry about, you know, narcs walking around, et cetera, trying to, you know, Rain on our parade, if you will. And Dude Grows is in full effect still. We're going to be down there. We're getting in our booth, etc. You'll be able to find us in the directory along with um, Spectrum King and Optic Foliar. So, you know, get on board, guys. Go over to Real Growers if you want. Make sure you pick up a badge, if you will, a tasting badge or a judge's badge. And. That's a nice ass lanyard, like I said. That's almost like an inch thick lanyard that says "Dude Grow Show" DGC, and then a plastic, like laminated credit card style plastic, I think, badge that says it's really sweet. Actually, Maestro put a picture of me and Scotty on there, which I mean, I almost I don't know if I would have done that or not, but regardless, nice three by five souvenir badge.
2: Fuck yeah, man! That picture (laughs) is pretty funny, man. I actually sent that picture to a friend of mine from college that I know, man. I was like, check this out, man. This is what I And then you like could
0: man. easily, we'll send that <laughs> out to you, just video, regular mail, or pick it up at the booth, or you can just come to the booth and buy them, too, any which way. So it would be a great way to support the show, get yourself a souvenir, hook up with a dab, taste some herb, whatever you want to do. Hang out at a cup.
2: Yeah. And I mean, if you're DGC, man, if you're going to support us, dude, we're, we're getting this 10 by 20. It's not like we're taking the money and putting it in our pockets. We're yeah, taking this money. We don't even have enough money body. yet for the 10 by the- 20, so yeah. Yeah. It's all all good, man. It's all good. If you will it, it will come, man. Okay? Theodore Herzl, man. See, now I'm quoting fucking Big Lebowski, man. Um, Dude, we're going to do this, and we're going to have a big, fat spot to go come and chill, man. We're going to have a whole bunch of different flavors of cannabis to taste. And uh, we're going to have a a nice big booth where, you know, it's our our home booth. It's our cruise booth, man. So I'm hoping that everybody participates, and this should be pretty fucking awesome, man. I'm actually really looking forward to this, man.
0: Yeah, definitely going to be sweet. Uh, And, yeah, while you're over at Real Growers, I'll do one more primetime support with Recharge. Pick it up. Pick it up over at realgrowers.com. com. That's the best way as far as the finances go for Mister Real, and otherwise Amazon's got it, guys. Uh, they just you know they, they get their little chunk of change as well. We had a question and somebody was chiming in, what that? Why is it not on Amazon Prime? That's because Scotty's making a huge ass batch right now, and then they will be all filled up for a while. So yeah.
2: I mean, I want to say thank you so much, man, that the people, the DGC, excuse me, the DGC actually goes to the website, they hear what I'm saying, they go to Real Growers, and uh, they've been loading it up, man. It's been really awesome, man. The response has been borderline overwhelming, man. Let's just say about 12 minutes ago, I was in... The, uh, the Recharge Lab, man. I was in the garage making more recharge, man. The Recharge Room, is that what we're calling it? <laughs> but, I mean, I'm literally making recharge. I'm going to have to hire somebody yeah. soon, man. It means I would have to give them my secret recipe. though. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> I'm just kidding, man. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely uh, keeping up as fast as I can, and I am sending out. I did, did make a bunch this weekend and have a bunch going out to Amazon Prime. So, recharge will be worldwide once again, man. Recharge. All <laughs> well, right. Well, I got executive producer Kyle
0: Master Cushman out.
2: Fuck yeah. Good. It's about time. That is that is a hell of a DGC yes, right sir, there.
0: Callie hanging. Um, I don't think that's too specific <laughs> for any trouble. Anyway, he's, uh, yeah, supporter support of the show. Appreciate it. Kyle Master Cushman, executive producer, episode 209 so uh, i will
2: And thank you for my awesome dgc hat i seen kyle out in uh uh the san bernardino cannabis cup and he had this beautiful dgc hat for me man so that was really cool yeah. thank you cron burgundy's logo on the front man it was sick all right
0: let's get into a little grow talk man grow talk got here grower Gr- uh, micro grower trying to grow the dank man so this is, uh, and this image is, not, this image on this post was not sent from the grower. I found it as a stock image. I just thought it was pretty funny looking. These are clear, um, like 16 ounce solo cups. So you can totally see the root zone and everything all together with just solid, I don't know, six to eight inch long buds coming yeah. out of them just to show what you can get out of a, a micro S plant. I mean, I assume they flip to flower when they're about Dude. an inch tall.
2: My mind was blown back in the day. I opened the high times, and they showed the Amsterdam table method back in the 90s. And they just showed, I guess, if plant count don't mean shit, you were just taking like three, I think it was four-inch Rockwell cubes. A lot of guys are using the Hugo blocks now. And they're literally just flowering up clones, man. And and they get these things to stretch in the first ten or fourteen days, but they go they have no veg whatsoever, and they just a hundred percent flowering, man. They're flowering and and they do rockwool cubes because they get a little bit better results, and they're growing little popsicles, man. You know, it looks like these little popsicles of bud, but they probably got up to an ounce on there, maybe three quarters of an ounce, an ounce. But there's just yeah. hundreds of them. Back before my first time I ever grew, this must have been an early 90s because the first time i ever tried to set up a commercial grow yeah scotty didn't really research the law and find anything out about plant count and (laughs) let's just say my first experiment man it was just like probably probably would have seen me 10 years later man you know what i mean i just had because i did that amsterdam table method man with these just these little buckets man i went and got some rubbermaid containers like the ones you put under your bed and i just filled them up with the four inch rockwell cubes man just from clone clone rooted in there and then as soon as they rooted in you know i left them in the cloning area for a little bit and then boom just under the hps lights man and t- you can get the lights so close too man because you're concentrating the area i don't know man yeah you because know, you know the plants aren't tall so you can lower your lights down substantially man and pretty amazing it's it's definitely if if plant count ever goes away this is going to be the way she's growing
0: cool, man now do you think i can read this question <laughs> oh sorry man
2: I told you I got way too high. I've oh, been in the goddamn shit. recharge room. Came out. And it kind of felt like shit today, man. So I came out got real high. Real, fired up the vaporizer. and the Real high. Citrix.
0: And then he did some Starbucks refreshers, like four more than the recommended max intake daily.
2: I- Shit, you can tell. I So, I don't up.
0: know who this is in from. I, uh, sorry, I did tell them that it was going to be on the show. So we got Dude and Scotty. Scotty gave me a nice shout-out in episode 207, which I totally appreciate. I've been listening for about a month. I use your show as my exercise soundtrack. Interesting. Inter- I mean, I do listen to some shit while I'm just huh. doing mindless crap at the gym on the elliptical or whatever for sure. So that's cool. I started um, – wait, I said I do just listen to some mindless shit, didn't I? This Dude Grows show isn't mindless, though. I'm putting myself down, I think. I don't know. I take all that back. So I started at the beginning of the podcast and began skipping around to hear some more current stuff. Last week, I quit being a free rider and actually contribute something to your fine work. So I became a member last Thursday and wrote you again to seek some advice. Hell yeah. Thank you very much for the support. If you guys want to become a member, by the way, over at DudeGrows.com, click on Login, become a member. You can do everything there. It's all through PayPal. And I believe it's all sorted and been sorted for a while on PayPal. It's just, uh, I don't know what a Dude Grows shouldn't come across in it. Regardless, it's PayPal. Man, it's 2016. Weed's almost legal everywhere. Anyway.
1: <laughs> um,
0: a note on my situation. I've never grown before. I live in a prohibition state. My situation is far from ideal. I have the tiniest of spaces to use. And so I'm going to try a micro-grow. That being said, I have some questions. Nutrient-wise, do you have an opinion on
2: Humboldt Nutrients products? What do you think, Scotty? You know, man, I think I've used their Verde before, and I just don't – I'm not familiar with them. I just – man, I came here and started using Canna, and I just didn't look for a bunch of other things to experiment with. So um, I played a – I don't know. You, you have experience with them, Yeah, a little did?
0: bit. I mean, they've probably changed a lot. It's been quite a while. I've used way back in the day in uh, deep water culture, water farms, Master A or master A and B. That's a uh, two-part base nutrient. Um, then they do have some of their natural ones. I'm looking at all their additives here. I'm trying to, I know I definitely liked one of them. Um, I'm almost in the same position as Scotty though. Like I really haven't used any of these recently at all, but I'm going to tell you that, I mean, the, it's, it's not going to be, they're not a bad company. I've never heard anything bad about them. If you want to try Humboldt Nutrients, I'll say go for it as far as that goes. Um, they, had, they have a complete line for sure. And depending on how you're trying to grow, they got a few different bases. They got a three-part, they got an organic two-part, and then they got a uh, uh, synthetic two-part A and B, and all kinds of other, all kinds of other stuff. So I think they're a pretty helpful company. Do what I say with every company, man. There's a contact button. I'm here on their site right now. It doesn't look like they straight up offer. Yeah, they do offer their 888. Give them a call, man. I love to do that. When I'm thinking about a company, um, give them a call or give them an email and start to see how responsive they are to your questions.
2: Don't Definitely second, do that brother. as well.
0: <laughs> Definitely, guys. That helps the show a lot. And
2: I like the I like the idea. I, I would think about doing just rockwell cubes, though. Think about how easy that is. You know, if you're doing a micro grow, shit, you can put those things down in the garbage disposal. <laughs> why? <What? laughs> now I know why you have plumbing issues. <laughs> Allegibly. If they don't Allegibly. fit, man, you can just right.
0: take that Hugo block and start shoving it in there. Six by six block, whatever. You ever try to put a slab down the garbage disposal? It's doable.
2: <laughs> yes, I do agree. Yes. Just a little chunk at a time, man. You know, somebody goes a micro on grow um,
0: rockwool cubes, four inch. If you can fit those, uh, easier to work with. Keeps it super clean. Uh, nothing against going with cocoa or soilless mix, but keep that in mind. And, okay, so that's our, our opinion on Humboldt nutrient products. Have you, if you recommend an direction product, which would you prefer? And he goes, does this appear to be a good product? And he has a from Nutra Plus, they have a product called Azaplus, and I'm sure it's fine. I've always we've always talked about
2: using, um, excuse me, the uh, Azamax, and I have. Well, let's give sure. them a the rundown, though, man. Azadiractin is an ingredient, you know, so it's easy enough to look in the back and, you know, look and say, hey, this has this much azadiractin. It's this many ounces, uh, you know, and it's this, it's this percentage of azadiractin. And then you just kind of compare active ingredients, man. You can do the same thing with, uh, you know, with any pesticide. If you just take a look at it, they list the active ingredients in there, and you can just say, oh, shit, this one's... You know, more water. Oh, and then it depends too, ingredient. though. That's why. On that's how why you want to use it.
0: It doesn't necessarily mean if one has stronger active ingredients, it's better than the
2: other. You know, but yeah, yeah it does. It means it's a better value. If I got, if I can get a twelve, or if I can get a six percent azadiractin, or a three percent azadiractin, and they both cost me sixty dollars per liter. I'll definitely buy the six percent. And the reality is, some of them are three percent, some of them are one and a half percent, and then there's a couple that are six percent. You know what I mean? And if you're going to be using it all the time, shit, you know, just buy appropriately. That's all yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, and that
0: one was a three percent. So from, from seed seed oil, I believe. Regardless, though, that that product's fine. But yeah, just got to add some good advice there and use that product once a week in veg, if you're having issues in your root zones, you can you can water that in to help with a few different things. Um, but there's usually better alternatives though. I used to give my root zone a soak of that uh, to help with fungus gnats and stuff. But then I was kind of feeling like we covered on the show, maybe that screws with your microbes a little bit in the soil. Some studies that, you know, if I, I only dig so far once I get into this long winded PDF files or whatever, but we're suggesting. Negative, uh, you know, uh, effects in the root zone when you're drenching with Azimax as far as your soil life. So then I stopped doing that. But great to use on your plant. Great preventative product. Causes no stress to the plants at all, and it's a damn good renewable resource. And you could take a shot of the stuff probably, and I don't know, maybe
2: you would get a stomachache. So
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know. I don't know if you drink neem oil, man. You could definitely. They got the neem soap and the neem shampoo, all that stuff, man. Definitely not bad for you. I tried to plant a neem tree before, man, because it keeps mos- it keeps mosquitoes away. Those citronella. Oh man, neem does it too. And I know I got to keep this short, but I swear to God, the weirdest thing, man. I was gonna clone it, and you know I'm sitting in my nursery, I'm all high. Actually, I wasn't high, and I decided I was gonna go smoke a joint, go roll one, and then come back out and clone the neem tree. And it was gonna storm anyway, so I went inside, hung out till the storm, rolled a joint, came back out, and the neem tree had broken in half. Oh no. I mean, this is, I, the thing had been grown for about four years. It grew about 12 foot, maybe in three or four years, 15, 15 foot in about three or four years. Really fast, in really shitty soil, and needed very little, man. But then, dude, I swear to God, man, the day that I decided to clone it, <laughs> it broke. But the, the serendipity of it was, now I could clone the whole thing, because there was a whole bunch of the shit I couldn't reach before, so I cloned a shitload of it, man. Nice, and did they work? But isn't, that, isn't that strange, though, man? They, they cloned out? well yeah yeah definitely but they cloned really easy but the fact that it just broke like the day that i paid attention to it thing was four years old what's that like over a thousand days the one day i decided to pay attention to it and propagate (laughs) it broke in half like almost in front of me. you know behind my back god damn things are (laughs) strange when you actually when you actually look around and let them happen bro i got part three question number three any particular
0: strains you would recommend for micro grow i know that low stress technique will be essential and i've read it on the internet and yeah i know how treacherous that can be that ak-47 hindu Kush, and northern lights are all good for this any opinions i'm thinking and i'm thinking autoflower unfortunately would be the way to go given strict height limitations
2: am i crazy i don't think so yeah i, I think dude autoflower is going to grow up before it flowers up autoflower you lose control over the ability to, to when to when you want to flower it and you need a ton of control when you want to flower this thing you know what i'm saying so i would use just a, like an indica like an afghani or a skunk number one or something like that like a really bushy plant yeah you know what i mean i would use something like that man it's just you know something that's gonna just be like a like i said these are like popsicle sticks uh, i've noticed like one you know, lately just, like, I, some, I
0: could be i mean everybody's phenos a little different I did not keep this cut, but I think I can get it back. Hopefully I should have kept it. The purple train wreck just does not want it. just branches out. It almost grows out horizontally more than vertically. And it, I was like, man, that's a really, I should keep that cut around to hook people up with it or you know, severe height limitations. I don't. So usually I have to boost that plant up a little bit, but this, pheno you know, just doesn't give a lot of stretch. So I really like it. Um, yeah, and just, you know, practice like you said, your your training techniques, your topping. Keep in mind when you go to bloom, like plan on another, I mean, I say two-foot stretch, but when you're dealing with smaller plants, probably not as much. I mean, at least a foot I'd plan on, so.
2: I don't think so, man. I think he's talking about growing 10, 12-inch plants, man, overall. Yeah,
0: yeah, then he should go to bloom, like, right at, you like, know? what, when the plant's got its second set of leaves?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at some things that I pulled out of the cloning chamber. I'm, I'm chilling in the grow, man. And uh, it's things maybe eight inches tall. And it's got maybe four, you know, one central bud and three satellite buds to it, man. You know, branches, lateral branches, man. That's when I do it, man. You're going to get four buds out of it, you know, maybe three-eighths on the side and maybe a seven or ten-gram bud on the top. You know, you're talking, what, 20 grams? Yeah. You know, it's three quarters of an ounce. All right, and you do that. You do that in a four by four area. Always grow
0: it out a little bit too, and give it one top. Oh. You know, get it, get it bushed down a little. Um, depending on how small you're trying to go, so I've really, I've never micro growed. It would so be like
2: nine, nine ounces per square. Or no, about six ounces per square foot. Yeah, yeah, be That's sweet. All right,
0: all right. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. Just once you get your cuts around or your strains sorted, you know, keep making good notes on them and. Um, keep us filled in I've never micro-growed So send us a picture Of what you come up with If you can uh, I know you said You're in a, a, a Prohibition yeah. state I believe But uh, Yeah I would like to check it
2: out And finally He says Flower them bitches early man Early early Eight inches tall You know Something like that That's when you want to flower them If you're, if you're gonna grow A twelve inch plant
0: Yeah um, excuse, all right, I'm gonna say no more ums for the rest of the show. Finally, here's what I feel when I where I feel lamest. Any samples you might want to throw at me? I'm fully committed to the recharge. I'll be which I'll be ordering by two. He even gives us the order date by two twenty three. I uh, love the show and it has made exercising the high point of my day. Pun fully intended. <laughs> exercising the high point of my day. Thanks, gents, for all your encouragement, and knowledge. That was from old man John. I think I got you taken care right. of, old man John. On the samples, let me know. If I didn't, uh, and just, yeah, I've been hooking up for sure people that uh, are becoming a member, no worries. You get your member kit, some stickers, some recharge, whatever the hell else is laying around, which is usually some good swag. So,
2: Yeah, I have to apologize. I'm behind in my emails, guys. If, I, if you've emailed me and I haven't emailed you back, man, I'm going to go through them today, man. I'm going to get them all done today, man. Just been making the recharge, friends. <laughs> Keep making that recharge. I have, man. All right, I Johnny, hammer
0: All right,
2: you you were the one that uh, told me to uh, stay on point today, man. What's going on? We got how many questions down now? One?
0: Yes, seriously.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: what let's do we got? Keep brother? it moving, guys. I, I don't ever try to rush the show if, uh, if I don't have to, but sometimes I actually do have a schedule where, like, dude, I only got an hour to do the show today. Let's get all these grow questions because i want to get them answered get we got johnny hammer sticks stuff you can smell in my pocket from three aisles away so hey guys yes. it's me again today i wanted your input my garden needs you i grow some great bud but it lacks the funk by funk i mean the stuff you can smell in my pocket from three aisles away when getting your munchies at whole foods
1: <laughs>
0: now i've been growing for a while and like to think i know my stuff but i'd really like to hear you guys cover this I'd like to hear your opinions on what me on what me and other growers can do to up our bag appeal. I've considered everything. It just gets it gets a lot to do with harvest. Personally, I believe my issues are not giving the girls extra the extra week or two. I'm a sucker for day 49. Also, I dry on the oh. quicker side and I wet trim. I think I need to, to do a slower dry and try to dry trim. There's also – so let's talk about
2: oh – Try microwaving yes. it, man. Maybe that'll There's help. There's
0: also things like uh, the Ona I use. If you guys don't know, Ona is like a masking odor agent to cover up smells. Uh, and the fact I've been growing one strain. I harvest in low relative humidity, stuff that, like, which I'm correcting and experimenting with. Just ordered six new strains. Hopefully find two I love, but we'll see. Now, what do you think? Does it matter if I wet trim or dry trim, hand trim or bowl trim, use owner or not, leave the stem off, harvest on the early side? I'm asking because you guys keep it real and I know you won't steer me wrong on what to focus on and what I can uh, disregard. All right. Well, first off, yeah, strain selection is is potentially an issue. There are plenty of strains that
2: everything he mentioned <laughs> was an issue they were all little like you're like you know okay you start with 100 points and then you lose three points for that and you lose four points for that and you lose, and you end up with a, a low C. Yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying everything counts and everything matters man um so yeah the, the m- m- more of those things you address the higher the qualities it's a little you know anyone can grow mediocre not anyone it's not that tough to grow on a scale from one to 10 you know a five or a six you know some mediocre bud that you'll smoke and it'll get you high but man that art and that you know the craft comes in you know that's the devil's in the details I guess is what I want to say man you know, the more details and the more you put into it, the more you say, oh, man, you know what? I'm going to foliar my girls tonight, man, or I'm going to give them a little bit of a different shot of nitrogen, man. I use this fish for the nitrogen because it's got a bunch of enzymes you don't get anywhere else, you know. So every, I use the recharge once a week treat, and I do a bunch of, you know, I use amino. Whatever you use, all that little stuff helps. And, God damn, that harvesting in at 49 days. That's well, what it depends. It's
0: some strains you can harvest at 49. No worries. I mean, it's, you know, it depends on the strain. You should be looking at your trike. So, let's say, let's say he's got, he, he's, he gets these six seeds. He finds, finds one he likes better. So, good. You, if you found a strain, that's going to be more funkier for you. By the way, being funky and smelly isn't, of course, everything in a strain. There's plenty of strains that don't have the funk
2: that are great and will get you stoned up. But, yeah, there's plenty of strains that are bred for low yep. smell. There, that's been a lot of – that's been a trend, in, you know, back in the day because, dude, who wants – you know, if you can have a – what happens if you're like, oh, this clone's great, but it fucking stinks, man? Dude, all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I don't know. You got any other ones, man? You got a great one that doesn't stink well, so then Well, then he goes – I minimum dry the on
0: upgrade. the uh, – right, he, he's talking about, okay, wet trim or dry trim. So what I would recommend you – you said you think you're needing a slower dry Uh, So what I would do is I just, my last harvest, I took off all the fan leaves on all my plants, which was, you know, still a bit of trimming, made sure those were all gone. And then I hung them up because it's winter. I mean, in the summertime, like if it's a rainy week, coincidentally, when I'm going to be harvesting, I might completely trim because it's going to dry a little quicker. You know, I had uh, one time a harvest during a really rainy time here in Colorado. And it took like two weeks for me to, to take them off the stem and put them in the jar. But for you, I'd recommend removing the fan leaves, and then leaving all the sugar leaf on, it's really not that hard to dry trim at all. I find it just as, the same as, you know, wet. And then that's,
1: that's going to make dude. your
0: uh, dry time longer. And in turn, yeah, the quicker you dry something, the more you'll get like that hay or just whatever, not good uh, smell. And leave as much flour as possible on stems. You know, if you the bigger – with within, you don't want to inconvenience your trimming. But the bigger chunk you can hang up of stem and flour all, to, all still together – uh, the the better that is because that also slows the dry. And then...
2: Yeah, you want to grab as much natural moisture from that stem as possible. And you'd like it to dry over 7 to 10 days, I would say, man. That'd be nice. You know? Most of the time, it's more like 5 or 6 days, you know, where I'm at, at about 40, 50% humidity. By day five, day six, I'm looking to throw it in a jar. And don't forget, man, you don't want to just dry it and smoke it. You want to dry it till it's just moist enough to where it barely smokes in a joint. And then you want to jar it up and burp those jars, or put it in those bags and seal it, and then burp those bags every day.
0: For me, it's and, once uh, my small you know, stems and take,
2: a, take a butt out and smoke it, man. But that's the curing. Then that makes a big. I difference used to
0: say flavor, man. that you know when the stem, the diameter or size of a pencil, snaps, then it's time. But that's too long. Like even my smallest stems now, it's too long. Like once my smaller stems will, will break or snap. At all, then it's time for me to to go in the jar. You might find that some of the absolute bigger buds on that same piece of stem aren't ready just yet, but m- most of the time everything's ready. And then he asked about hand trimming or bowl trimming. I mean, I hand trim everything I can unless there's it's a workload issue. Bowl trim, I guess he means like a trim trim type of trim machine, a hand thing, or what do you think?
2: Yeah, probably, but I'm not yeah, really. Yeah, I sure. would hand trim but, unless um, it's too much yeah, work. Yeah, hand trimming.
0: Ona or not.
2: Hand trim is definitely how you get the, the, and then don't bag it up either. Too, I would either put it in like those big bags with the with the big bottom to them, the storage bags, or just put it in jars, man, or even Tupperware, you know. But something where it can breathe. Don't just zip lock it up and try to try to jam, uh, you know, eight ounces in yeah. a zip bag and you know make it look commercial. That's for the last last step. And then he asks, you know? should he use
0: Ona or not? I mean, I wouldn't, I would not put Ona. I put ona outside of my grow room or outside of my drying or curing room. I would never have it in, or in yeah, your, or in your ductwork duct work exactly or wherever, but not actually sitting open in the garden or in the area where things are drying. Do I would fear that somehow some of that ona smell might saturate into my beautiful flowers somehow.
2: Dude, that that smell is molecules, man. You know, <laughs> molecules, man. No, but that smell it, it's it's particles, man. They're small particles, you know. So and you know and that's what smell is so if you got small particles and by the way that's a fairly strong smell or at least it can be if you've got all that means the stronger the smell the more particles floating around the air so you've got owner particles floating on the air what are they going to do you know probably bond with the water that's in that that uh uh what's it called the, the cannabis what's that stuff called oh, <laughs> cannabis man all
0: right so let's take a quick break here uh I don't know if you, I don't think you played it lately. Can I request my my own song just to crack me up, dude? Song or what's the title?
2: <laughs> you got it, man. I guess that's cool, why they call yeah, you we'll the crack dude. We'll up man. here for
0: a minute for Scotty's uh, Scotty's mix here. We'll be right back, guys. Check it all out, Dudegrows.com All the discussions and questions from today's show are over there. Episode two hundred nine. You can click on the poke and on the post, make comments, get involved, have fun. We'll be back.
1: All right. A full pit helping out growers across Denver. Between you and me, I can honestly say I've never smoked anchor, but ever. And sometimes I'll say those birds are baby arm sized. With a smell so strong, and you grow just for fun to keep all your friends blazing high. And I guess that's why they call him the Dude. He's got all the right strains with his dad. I guess that's why they call him the dude.
0: All right, now let's talk about some Bubba Kush seedlings. <laughs> yeah,
2: man, you know, why they, call him you know why they call
0: him the dude. Shit's funny. All right, I don't know some people, my friends that don't, aren't like in the industry <laughs> played like one for them. Like, uh,
2: that's pretty,
0: Like I don't know. At first, they look at me like I'm crazy, like, what is this shit? Really? And then they crack up.
2: <laughs> yeah that's so good that's the intended path all
0: right there, man. so we have uh, scotty b Hashin. scotty b Hashin chiming in thanks man if you guys yeah. want to chime in yourselves please do so over at dudegrows.com click on the um, submit button or if you're logged in as a user just click on the plus at the top and add in that says new and add a new post and get your grow questions in it's the best way to do it and then they get posted to dudegrows.com as well and it's good for everybody So it goes, how's it growing, dude, and Scotty? Here's a pic of my Bubba Kush seedlings. I was a little worried because all I had was compost on hand to plant them. Ooh, I don't know. And after they cracked, but they look good so far, now should I transplant into soil only or mix some compost in with my soil? I just got my mammoth pea sample and can't wait to get some recharge and transport. Thanks for reading. Word. Uh, I'm looking at this picture. I would still be waiting. I mean, ideally, you're not tr- you're not planting seeds right in compost, or no? What do you think? I mean, that could be a little dense, maybe.
2: You know, it, yeah, it's just... I mean, and it depends. Everybody's got a different definition of compost. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's like, like, like moonshine, you know what I mean? Everybody's moonshine a little bit different, man. I don't know, man. That's a... Uh, it could be light enough. You know, I've gotten compost before that's that's not super heavy. It's probably not completely been broken down, or maybe it's been built on something like some uh, wood chips and stuff they put it on. But uh, this looks, uh, if it's, I mean, they look like they're sprouting. I would say yeah, mix it with some soil though. Definitely, I mean a fifty-fifty soil compost mix is good. Fifty-fifty uh, cocoa. And this pitcher
0: mix looks like good. if this is uh, this is your actual pitcher and the the size of your seedlings, I would still wait. You got you can wait at least like another week, man. Get another set of leaves. Get those things slightly root bound in there, just slightly. So when you take them out of there, they're nice and hardy. You got a nice root ball to work with the, to transplant into your next mix. So.
2: Yeah. Fully done composted compost. Can I say that? Composted so. compost. It's like compost is every sentence in the every, every word in a sentence there, man. But it should look like almost like earthworm castings. Look, you shouldn't see remnants of, you know, of, of grass or any, you know, any kind of material in there, you know, any kind of plant material, you know, and I'm seeing it looks like I'm not sure. I think it's I see like a little, like a little twig, maybe or a little bark, like some
0: fibrous shit or something.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's so this compost isn't totally broken down. That bark is probably offering a little bit of aeration, so it's probably helping a good bit. Aeration. All right. Yeah, that's what's so important, man. You know, just think about if you know too much of a good thing you know you got the soil but without i was trying to light a piece of wood yesterday man i was lighting the pizza oven up a couple nights a couple of nights ago and i was thinking about it you know the wood it's got a bunch of stuff to burn you know it's got a bunch of you know whatever you want to call it carbon or whatever to burn but it's just too packed close together man you know what i mean you got i found this one piece that was kind of split real nice and kind of splintered dude that thing fucking you could just light it straight up you know so compost is like the same thing it's got a bunch of nutrition but it's too densely packed together to let anything breathe man do you know like if you take a, a, a cob of corn and throw it out it, it it's all seeds it's loaded with seeds but the seeds will outcompete themselves they'll all you know, a bunch of them will sprout and they'll outcompete themselves for resources and the corn plant will do shit you know like too much of a good thing sometimes uh ain't <laughs> no good man
0: i agree with that i agree with that All right. I was going to give some analogies about that, but then, you know, you got them. You got them on hand.
2: (laughs) You you know, if human beings, like, stopped with corn, and I got nothing against corn, but human beings stopped with corn, it would go away, like, in, like, 10 years because of how close the kernels are all packed together. It's just not, like, self-regenerating.
0: I did not know that. crazy.
2: Dude, you can learn a lot from fucking getting high and watching modern marvels, all right? It's like, are you watching Modern Marvel's right, Bricks sweet. again?
0: My weed ready. So it's getting high. All right. So yeah. next one from Fuzzy Roots. Fuzzy Roots says, hey, dude, and Scotty. I heard Scotty in the show talking about a good foliar feeding recipe. Can you tell me again what you use for your recipe? And I was on Amazon and noticed that I could not get recharge shipped to my area. I'm in or- Ontario, Canada. Is it possible to still use the nugs? at Real Growers website if I'm in Canada. Thank you. Oh, interesting. That was a very uh, involved recharge question.
2: <laughs> Real quick, I'm so sorry, man. We can't do it on RealGrowers.com. Each time I try to send to Canada, I would try to do favors for people. It would take about 45 minutes. It would take about 20 minutes to do the paperwork. Then I have to drive to the post office, stand in line, have them inspect the package. And, dude, I just can't do that, man. I can't spend those resources doing that. So I have Amazon Prime. Uh, do that for me they seem to be able to negotiate the you know the customs and all that to get it anywhere in the world and that's kind of how, how we have to do international stuff man i do apologize yeah
0: so when prime's back in you'll be able to get it sit
2: tight uh yep prime will be in should be the end of the week amazon takes their sweet ass time Uh, checking stuff in and making it available and everything like that. But check check like next, whatever, Monday, next Monday, and you should be good to go, man. My
0: foliar feeding recipe has been pretty chill lately. I've actually, since I have it on hand, I've been using just the Overgrow from Optic Foliar. It's super easy because it's a RTU, ready to use, but I feel cooler saying RTU D2. And uh, it basically, it's an all-in-one. It has, you know, just the, the... I have pyrethrum in it slightly. That's gonna be a knockdown. It's not a full like. If I have a major problem, I'm probably gonna be using something else. It's great preventative though. Also has some you know micronutrients, so I'm full of your feeding as well. But um, I've been I haven't used it to be honest. just because I have that on hand. My my mix would be Azamax with kelp. That's an example of what I like to spray with. What would be and there's a lot of different variations. What's the
2: ones you're using now? All right. Easy wet is something that I always use, you know, 10 to 20 mils per gallon, depending on whether I'm fighting any kind of an infestation or not. 10 mils per gallon as a, uh, you know, you can even do 15 mils. So that's just a uh, tablespoon per gallon. I like to use that because it seems to if there's anything that's starting, any kind of bugs that are starting, uh, it, it, you know, nips them in the bud. Also, it—I'm sure there's a pun somewhere in there, man—but <laughs> uh, it also gets stuff to stick. It acts as like a sticker spreader kind of thing. So I definitely like that. I have been playing with the transport lately, so I do use that. But I use the Easy Wet, as you know, that's a definitely a staple. Um, kelp is another thing that's an absolute staple. Kelp just has significant benefits uh, as a foliar. So, and you can use it up through early flowering. You know, I don't like to spray anything too late in flowering, but all through veg, early flowering, you could use kelp. Uh, Jumpstart, I believe, has some kelp in there. I think BioCozyme has some kelp in there. First couple weeks, you can use biocozyme as a foliar. Jake got into that. and There's some specific reasons for that. But uh, that stuff works as a foliar. It's got a little bit of kelp in there. Um, and then just a little bit of nutrition. I like to use the fish, the 511 fish, as long as ain't nobody going to bitch. Make sure it don't stink up your whole house, and all of a sudden your wife's freaking out on you. What the hell is that smell? <laughs> but it didn't. I don't remember it smelling too bad. But it's a little bit of nitrogen, and it's got some some other things in there. It's fish and kelp, so it's got some other enzymes that are real specific. Specific to to the fish that you can't get anywhere else, and it's just got a little bit of nutrition, a little bit of nitrogen for a green up, and your kelp will probably have a little bit of phosphorus. So between uh, those two, you should get a little bit of nutrition into the plant as well. So hell yeah, there.
0: there you go. It's a lot different if you're having a, uh, you know, a certain type of pest infestation. Um, one of my old tricks the beginning, if we go back yeah. to the beginning episodes, if I'm remembering right, would be. Uh, the azimax and i think it's like almost two i want to say like two ounces per quart like 60 mils per quart of sm90 really heavy on the sm90 and it, it would beat the shit right. out of out of spider mites and uh yeah do good
2: so and i don't think hey one one last thing man is fulvic acid Fulvic acid, this real small molecule that, that chelates and can, can actually, you know, the organic chelators Jake was talking about, that's a really good uh, product to add to any foliar. A lot of the products, I'll bet you Jumpstart has a little bit of it in there, you know, but uh, that's a, that's another product you can definitely add.
0: The, uh, oh, fulvic?
2: Sure. Fulvic will definitely, help helps chelate and get, get the nutrients yeah, in. Yeah,
0: good one of those is that one seems pretty clean and usable, the BioAg.
2: Gro- Brother, I'm going to stick with the folks that support us, man. Global How it, I haven't had that like bottle of that in a bit. Acid, I
0: remember man. using it. Is it pretty? It's not that.
2: Yes, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. I think they have to call it humic okay. now. Or, you know, they list it as humic. Uh, or humic fulvic or something like that. I can't remember, but I, I remember they have to play a game because California, I don't think they recognize fulvics or something, but it's excellent quality. It's like this amber. It's beautiful, man, nice, nice and soluble. Right on. So I'm a big fan of Growmore's Amber humic fulvic. Yeah,
0: you better. Speaking of grow more, that stuff, uh, that should probably be in. I'll bet you uh, it's in today. It. day.
2: Don't say it. Oh, oh yeah, she probably is sitting away to grow waiting for us. Get man. that
0: shit so we can get it in. I need some, actually. I need silica and biocozyme, man. All right.
2: Yeah, that's what I was thinking when uh, the, the question we had earlier, you know, it's like, should I do any of these things? You know, adding silica, using an enzyme, using recharge, all that stuff adds, man. You know, then you're adding points, man. Right on. Oh, I just
0: slipped, switched over real quick to, uh, uh, Maestro guys has been working on, I got a high, uh, an email titled, uh, high res graphics for the DGC grow journal. So that's coming soon too, guys. That's going to be right. sweet. Um, I need to get my hands on one of those. I've been growing for so long. My journal's been in my brain. We're also, I'm not even going to say, I get bad at saying what we're going to be working on. I just need to, you know, have them ready to announce and say, "Not we're working on, hey, guess what? This is available here and now. Okay.
2: All right, so moving
0: forward uh, with GrowTalk 209 here, we just did the foliar feeding. Let's talk about a little bit of trickery. Maybe you'd call this, you would call this, a grow hack with 315-watt LEC bulbs fired By 400-watt convertible ballast, uh, you could say, what would be a disclaimer? Is there any any safety issues
2: here? No, man. Here we go. Take it away. You know, I know that Costa Mesa Steve Steve plays with these, man. He's the guy that actually told me about this little grow hack. She put this on the grow hacks category at com. But they are conversion lamps, so they fire up on an HPS 400-watt watt magnetic ballast and will pull only 315 watts because the high-tech lamp can trick the old-school magnetic ballast to pull watts yes it's an hps magnetic ballast they are by far the best lamps i have ever you see saying that about the 315s The 315s. There's a commercial grower that needs to get quality and weight who's telling you the 315s are of of the best lamp that he's ever used, man. Granted, he's probably only used thousands and 600s before that, but, you know, think about it, man. You're going down to more of a decentralized, you know, kind of thing. More bulbs, man. You know, you can either have one 1,000-watt bulb in the center of a 4x4 or a 5x5, or you can have three... Uh, 600s over, what, a 3x9? Not 600s, I'm sorry, I fucked up. 315s, man. You could have three 315s running the same less than 1,000 watts. You know, they do a 3x3 three three area. So what's that, a 3x9 area? You know, you could either have a 3x9 area with 1,000 watts of good coverage or a 5x5. Well, well, you got to gotta gotta run
0: this on a 400-watt HPS ballast, not metal halide. All yes. right, and then...
2: Magne- magnetic, yeah. too. Some one. Old school, no no fancy electronic ballast, man. <laughs> so, how much do one of those run these days? Do you know? Let's see here. It looks like it depends, you know, it depends. I mean, that's something where there's they got to be so dirt cheap some places, man, because of uh, that's just a commercial lighting fixture, been around forever, yeah.
0: right? And then, well, you still, I just wonder if you still got to buy so you have a remote ballast. I guess the point is you can use some of the equipment you might have on hand, but if I were to go buy a new 400 watt ballast and I also am going to buy a reflector. And then I'm going to buy the three,
2: four hundred watt HPS ballast from ThousandBulbs.com, $40.97. I guess that's just the ballast and capacitors only, 32 bucks. Whatever.
0: Let's say you're going to get, you like, know, a Hydroform one. It looks like you'll pay, like, 120 bucks or something with a discount at a retail store. Then the reflector would be another. How much are those bulbs? Do you know? Those bu- uh,
2: the... You know, I don't know, man. I don't know. We need to get a homeowner yeah, for sure. the 315s on, man. You know, we get a lot of 315 talk, man. What was the sunlight should come on and throw us? Yeah, we should love, get that man. figured did out. Did I, the only lights? thing I was trying to
0: figure out in the end is uh, the, what part of the idea of the 315s for me that I like, if I'm going to upgrade to that, is I don't have a remote ballast, reflector, bulb. Everything's all in one, super clean. I kind of like that. Uh, so, But there's something to be said about maybe running. If you ran the uh, a remote ballast outside of the grow room with the 315, you're, you're going to definitely be running cooler in that room. You know, if you have three new 315 fixtures in a room and the ballasts are in the hood, I mean, shit, sure. that's probably adding, what, four or five degrees to the room potentially? That's what I'm
2: thinking. Interesting. I mean, it's adding a significant amount of heat. I mean, you walk into any ballast room and that'll tell you that, man. So, yeah, I do like the idea of having, it's only pulling 315 watts and you got a remote ballast. Honestly, that's so, not a bad idea at all, man. That is cool as shit. I'm looking at this four one thousand watt room, so I got four thousand watt HPSs. Well, so that's four thousand watts. What, how many three fifteens could you get get from that? So it's three per, you know. So it's twelve. You get twelve. Yeah, you get 12 315s to replace four one thousands. Is that right? Three six nine twelve. Yeah, that makes sense. Three three per three three lamps would replace each one thousand watt light. I mean, you don't think you'd get better performance, and especially if you could just. No, go I by think 12, he's a, he says he says I have the space. And Run ballast to thing? set
0: up a separate 630-watt test bloom room So two for minimal investment. So he's already got – if you got some of this equipment on hand and, and hoods and shit you're not using, that's a good point. I actually have a couple hoods I'm not using and running them remotely. Hell, With that yeah. Out, I really – I really for the heat gain, if you can put your ballast out of your room, man, that might be the way to go. And this is from WVKind, by the way. Thank you. That question, that question got us thinking. So, All right. Uh, hopefully that was the more information you wanted because he said that uh, – you mentioned a little bit on episode 105, and uh, the discussion was short and moved on before getting into specifics. Well, there's the specifics. Just when you plug that bitch in, be out of the room with safety. Gl- no, I trust Costa Mesa Steve's advice. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Just because he's a commercial yeah. electrician for 20 years, man? You know what right I mean, on. man? Of course, man. He knows right facts. Well, let's it's give a
0: mid-sponsor shout-out. Why not to a uh, Way to Grow in Colorado? And then you, while I'm doing this, Scotty, you can think of one as well, because we'll do two. Uh, hook it up. One of their seven stores in Colorado. Right. Wouldn't be surprised if another one's going to come. Maybe in Pueblo. Who knows? A lot of growing going on down there. Uh, but you can use Grow's account. If you've never been to the store before, great way to support the show. Even if you're just going in once and you shop somewhere else, pick some shit up on Dude Grow's account. Get a good, de- good discount. Discount. Six ninety five CO two refills. I don't know what March's sale is. We're gonna figure that out coming up. The one um, this month. If you need T five bulbs, now's the time. I think they're like seven bucks or six bucks for true blue T fives. And uh, what else can I tell you, man? Been a great store. Good supporter, of dude. Grow show as well. Me and Scotty are actually gonna try and do at least one show a month from the studio up there because whenever we hang out in the studio, it's always fun. It's like just you know, it kind of makes it a little easier. So uh and yeah that's that's what i got on a way to grow sure sure can
2: i split mine man between two of my favorite nutrient companies man dude my steak and potatoes canna i mean it's so solid man it's just great quality man i don't use i just use the a and b i do use a Rizatonic. i like to clone with the Rizatonic. um i do a foliar of the boost you know very very effective Oh, that's another thing, man, to throw in your foliar. I forgot, man. It's can of boost. Yeah, this shit's expensive, but you can buy a half, uh, a, what's it called? Half a liter of it, man don't cost shit man and uh dude i think it's like 10 15 mils per gallon foliar basically using a tablespoon every time but anyway man i just dig a uh, can of products man never a, i've heard of people having bad batches of stuff i just heard bullshit in the nutrient game and it's just consistent quality man so i dig it and i do like adding my herbs <laughs> and spices man Do you imagine if you just had a cooked yep, steak and yep, potatoes yep. and couldn't put no spice on there man and dude i I I get my I get my spice from Growmore, man. That fish and kelp, their five one one fish and kelp, is it a sexy product? No, but dude, that shit. You know, you start putting different forms of nitrogen on there. uh, That's that's how you get flavor, man. You trick the plant into doing different, you know, absorbing different types of nutrition, different ways. Uh, You know, it feeds different microbes, man. So, I love being able to play around with that. Like I said, they're, they're Fulvic, they're Kelp, pretty much everything that you reach for on Grow More is professional quality. And again, it's just a, a real big time organization, man, that's paying attention in the cannabis industry. Uh, has given us Jake and Dr. Tom. I mean, those are their top tier guys, man. You know what I mean? So, they're definitely throwing some support uh, into the industry and behind the DGC, man. So, much love, man. To all both right. Canada all right. And we got, Growmore, uh, let's
0: see here got About f- le- fif- just under fifteen minutes left, so let's cut, let's let's turbo a little and cover. Uh, all right, here I'm on first time grow questions from King of the Clouds. All right, sup sup, dude and Scotty and the <laughs> DGC. Been meaning to sign up as a paid member for some sup time only. now, and finally got around to it. Hell sup yeah, King, appreciate it. Um, I am a first time grower here, and by first time I mean I've never right. grown a plant in my life. So I have some questions. Or the pros but first some background on what i'm planning on setting up unfortunately i'm still living in a prohibition state hopefully that will change in 2016 though so it's important that my grow is unnoticeable in my bedroom i'm not planning on growing crazy amounts just one enough to provide for my friends and me i'm also a college student so i'm on a rather strict budget because of this i've decided that an armoire is my best bet i also want to grow captain style but obviously on a much smaller scale i was able to find a good armoire on craigslist and he has a picture here, height 72, width 54. Okay,
2: in depth 20. So the depth is where you're'm I'm, lo- I'm looking at it, man. I'm looking dude, go back and listen to that question we had earlier. You can totally use the same. We had that question about micro-grows earlier. This absolutely lends itself. This is kind of what I was thinking. It's almost like we answered this already. I'm looking at that armoire. You got a spot to put a cloner up top there. You can go get a little 12-inch under-the-counter light from Home Depot. That's like 12 inches tall or whatever, you know, 12 inches long, a little fluorescent. That shit will work as a little cloning spot up in that top left or right. Then in the other... Spot man, I would put. Do you see his di- Do you, LED, you see his diagram man? here? Maybe that he, this is LED an actual diagram that d- he drew d- up on it. He might yeah. Scroll no, down, you'll see the actual. Is he thinking di- like I'm thinking? Oh oh, nice man. All right, he's thinking. Yeah, there you go, man. Um he has some
0: uh, a little uh, some ceramic okay. metal halide for the flower room, um, an LED for the clone veg room, an LED for the little mother area room. I mean, and then a carbon filter out. It looks like. Man,
2: I, I think that wouldn't be too shabby. Um, he goes, I'm debating. Yeah, just you got you got the right idea, man. You got the right. It that ceramic yeah. metal halide yeah. might be a little bit overkill. I'm not sure. Well, let's that's see what Because I'm debating and just going with this in light in as
0: I'm thinking it will give me the most for my cash. Oh, here we go. This is a link here, and this is a 400 watt. Yeah, that's too much, man. This is 400 watt. The link to a 400 watt with old magnetic ballast. So that light's too big for that. That area, in my opinion, unless you can handle the heat,
2: which I doubt you'll be able to. Uh, I, would, I would hook up with Grow Mouse or Digger or, or somebody like that, man, that can help you. You could probably build an LED for very inexpensive because you're not buying a whole bunch of, you know, you don't need super efficient, super cutting edge stuff or even super strong stuff. Build yourself a 100 watt LED, maybe a 200 watt LED that's going to be super efficient and run really cool. You can even mount the drivers outside to keep the heat down and you'll have a great light man you know and it'll be cost you probably less or maybe equally you could build all the leds you wanted through uh, uh you know and, and grow mouse does have a, a spot on on the website now it's called the mouse trap right on dudegrows.com i would say get with him and and you do a diy man you'll spend all of a day doing it i know i'm a hypocrite because i haven't put mine together but literally you can start saturday morning if you got the right parts by saturday evening all your lights are installed man because i'm on a budget badass efficient um, stuff
0: so so we've we've ixnayed the 400 watt light man it's gonna get too hot so yeah like scotty said not to mention um you you know your your vertical space is the utmost important i would at the if you can't afford to get into leds just because your strict budget Get yourself uh, a two-foot wide or whatever. T5, look into T5 bulb fixtures. They come in a lot of different sizes. Maybe you could fit a two-footer four-bulb in there, a three-bulb, or you could even just buy your own bulbs. You can buy three-foot-long T5 bulbs and, you know, pigtail them together and make your own fixture, but that 400 will be too hot.
2: There's there's, there's $69 two- and four-foot LED fixtures at at Home Depot for, like, cloning and mother plants and stuff like that as well. So, I mean, but I, I would see... Really looking, especially if money's tight, DIY. And he's looking man. for a carbon filter a fan, fan setup. Buck.
0: Looks like there's some four inch carbon filter combo with the fan and the filter for $86 on Amazon. He's linking to, and I believe, um, let's see here, he said in the beginning, I don't know if I've hit you up in Gmail or not, that you're, you're a paid member, man. And you know what? How about I think we have, I'll confirm, hit me up, dude grows at Gmail, but I think we got a four inch can fan sitting around. Let's, let's just hook them up, Scotty. I mean, get them started off. Let's look. Aw, look at the Hook you dude, up with man. a 4-inch fan. On a very generous dude least you have a solid fan that will never quit. And then I'm going to recommend the can 2600. I believe it's called the 2600 filter. It's a narrow um, filter that should fit in there. Other than, I mean, I just, yeah. When you're talking carbon, man, you don't want to get some shit off, off of Amazon or what. You definitely want to go with something. It's reputable. The issue with carbon filters can be, When carbon isn't packed correctly and tight enough, and if there's any room for movement, guess what? Your odor goes right through there, too. And can fans, you know, been in the game a long time, and I've never had one fail me. Unless, of course, you let it get too dirty or old, or it's just past its life of service. But hit me up, man, and uh, we will get you a 4-inch can fan. That'll work great for that. to offset. And then you can use some of that money for some proper... Lighting or that uh, 2600 carbon filter. So let me see what else he's got here. Also, what size carbon filter? Would you see? got that? Um, that being said, last episode, you guys were talking about possibly giving out some can fans. <laughs> Look, I'm already. OK, <laughs> OK. Whoa, Jeez, I, I didn't even know God, that was this in guy's there. never I'm, satisfied I'm the future, it, man. Man. Uh, Do I need an intake for a setup <laughs> nice. like this? If so, how big should it be and where should it be? I was planning on having the can fan pull in air passively from the outside environment to avoid any smells from leaking through, like the cracks in the door and stuff. Uh, If you have... Yeah, pull from the inside out. Pull pull from the inside out. That'll help keep those doors. I mean, 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 a 4-inch can fan is going to have plenty of air movement in this armoire thing. And then uh, unless you, like, tape the door shut or whatever, like the air will find its way through the cracks in that thing. And if it doesn't put... Put a little, uh, well, yeah, well so put a little vent on the back of it down at the bottom and then put your can fan up at the top somewhere and just, you know, pull the air through all the chambers.
2: You'll be good. Sure. Yeah, I'm just saying you're going to have to be tricky oh, about just, not having a light just what he's going to ask? Why is your more
0: glowing,
2: everywhere? dude? <laughs> all right, oh, if so. I had a nickel for every time somebody asked me that, man. <laughs> it's really the bottom of the door, man. You know, you have a chick over or something like that and it's like... Why is the bottom of your door glowing? It looks like Close Encounters of the Third Kind is going to happen if I and open now, that door. shows a oh, flower geez. tub
0: and a veg tub. As far as for like little reservoirs, again for me, if you're around enough, right? I mean, Scotty likes irrigation because it's convenient. If you're around enough, um, don't, if you can just hand water and you know keep your cabinet so it doesn't get too hot. Then you're gonna gain again more space in here. If you can if you don't need to have reservoirs in there and you're around enough to water it yourself, just do that. You can water and then if you do need veg tubs, because he's asking um he's stumped on the
2: I like his tubs, man. I like that self watering thing, especially if you're gonna don't forget he's gonna have tiny plants with tiny medias. Yeah, and he, he goes what's the easiest way to five, deal with runoff. Well you
0: gotta have you know, the a tray under them, like a cut kit tray, or you get something more durable, get creative that has you know it's slanted slightly to one direction and then it has a hole and a hose that goes back to your tub. So it's All right, dude. I'll um, make it,
2: I'll make a deal with you, man. Yes Who is this again. I failed.
0: King of the clouds, king of the clouds,
2: and anyway, get in touch with me. I, I, I would, I would. L- I would love to help you design this. If you could do it and maybe just send me some pictures that we can put or just you know somehow share it with uh, dudegrows.com. Share it on dudegrows.com. I think it'd help a lot of other people. But uh, I definitely have yeah, some ideas for this. Dude Grows
0: builds a micro cabinet, man. So.
2: Yeah, I think it sounds like fun. You got the right idea. I think maybe just with the understanding of how some plants grow. And the the size of plants and and you know tricking them to stay short and squat, I think that might be really paramount. But I really think well, you get it.
0: yeah you a can. But keep in mind now, if you're gonna do a like circulating hydro system, essentially what this is, and you're wanting a little hydro tub, if you're gonna have if you're gonna have the runoff go back into the flowering tub, which is the easiest way to deal with it, the smaller amounts, which you're having a pretty damn small amount right. of water you have here, pH fluctuates like crazy. And growing in rock or hydroponically does depend on a pH yep. to a degree. Depending on the nutrients you're using, I'm not going to want it fluctuating all over the place. So, you know,
2: that's... Uh it's going to be tricky. All right, so then he tricky. goes, I heard the dude, right, dude talking yeah, about not something.
0: keeping a mother, which, uh, good point, I was going to say that. And taking clones before you go in a flower. How well do you think something like that would work for my setup in limited space? I was thinking of somehow timing it like... I have a harvest every 30 to 45 days by always having two flowering plants at different stages in the flowering room. Would you recommend doing that? Or what do you think would be the most effective way of using this space? If you could, yeah, I wouldn't keep a mother. I mean, that's just more space. I, you could have more, another flowering plant or something there. I don't know. And uh, he's in a
2: prohibition state. Is that right? Okay, so find out what the penalties are there, man. If it's something where, like, under 25 plants is no problem, you know, which a a lot of states are, then you want to split it up into more smaller plants than just having two large plants. Have, you know, 12 and 12, you know, 12 little, you know, Dixie Cups or, you know, 4-inch rockwool cubes or something like that, maybe even 6-inch rockwool cubes, and just grow, you know, more plants and harvest quicker. You shouldn't be vegging in this thing. You know, yeah, when you do probably want to keep um, clones
0: until you you got your cloning down, and it's good practice to keep a mother. It teaches you how to top, train, deal with a plant that you got to keep it a certain size. But until you get your you're really confident in your cloning, you probably do want to keep a mother. It is if it's hard as hell to get genetics in your prohibition state, unless you know if you know of another grower where you can get cuts from or backup cuts if everything goes south, your clone dome dries out, everything's dead, then. Definitely, that's uh, you know another option. But if you don't, you probably do want to keep a mother for the first few grows and really get your your techniques dialed
2: in. But if you stagger, true, your well, you always in, have so, something okay, in veg, you, you know, whatever your mother died, you know, whatever. You, you're, yeah, if you have other stages, so shit. Well, Mike, what I was cloning from the the plants that I was just going to introduce to flower died. Okay, so I don't have clones. Well, so what do I do now? Well, just I still have these clones coming out of the chamber already. You know, I've always got two or three you know cycles going yeah so you'd always have another chance to clone yeah and you could true. always just pull one out and make a mother out of it if you needed to you know pull pull one out so i don't know, but yeah you're definitely gonna i would like to see something multi-stage yeah you know maybe harvesting once a month you know with with two you know two trays that are that you're harvesting during fl- in flower i think that would be acceptable and yeah getting getting a few ounces man four five six ounces hell yeah each tray all Sounds right, right man to be me. in touch that was
0: uh that was good, man. Hooking up an uh, option to try and help the DGC, because that would be fun to try and design a micro cabinet and a 4-inch can fan just for the hell of it. No, it wasn't for the hell of it, man. I appreciate the support. That's right,
2: man. Yeah, we love growing, man. Definitely love growing. I definitely love designing grows, checking out people's grows. So, All right, on, so I'm we have about one it. more
0: question it. that we have to turbo. We have to handle this, and i got to get the hell out of here. Come on. An appointment that is heavy. Picking up the kids from school. <laughs> hey, guys. Whoa. Hey, guys. Come a quick question for Dude data. and Scotty or the cat. My last research, grow man. was a two plant scrog, golden goat clones. And there's a picture of a pretty nice looking scrog here, spread out plants Yep, under a 600 watt HPS and a covered plants? flood Holy and drain shit. system. I vegged for three months, filled about 80% of my screen, Beautiful. then switched to 1212. I was in flower for a week when, totally my stoner fault, after a res change, I forgot to plug my pump back in for about 20 hours. Whoa. It's one problem with hydro. So that's his pump, guys, to keep his ladies hydrated. With a little help from Scotty and recharge and mammoth P, the plants made it through, and I was able to get almost a pound of really good dank from them. However, my buds never really stretched much. I'm thinking the stress of the drought and its timing. Smack dab in the second week of bloom might have something to do with it but I'm not ruling out my training technique either. I basically let the plants grow into the screen and adjusted them when they would pop through the holes, as opposed to letting the plant get washing machine size and then putting the scrog on. Now I had some pretty dense nugs, but not those long donkey dicks you fellas talk about. What are your thoughts? Grower's error, bad technique, or just strain? Getting ready to pop some Bernice Farm Vanilla Kush seeds and want to avoid a carpet scrog. Love the DGC. Robin Aurora, aka Undershade. Good pitchers, man. Good scrog and thanks for putting up a post with some really good pitchers. Right. Um I, I when I'm looking at the uh, down, let's see here, the the below the writing, Scotty, the, the middle pitcher where you can really see how he's woven these plants through the screen. That's a big part of his 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 right. stretch not going crazy, right? Look at that's a lot of a lot of training and, and weaving through the screen there. I don't think that second week little yeah, drought day man. affected them too much and how much the genetically they would stretch for flowering. I think you just got...
2: I don't think so. I'm thinking about clones well, when you are Central Cali Redneck out, chimed, chimed in and crazy, said he thinks you know? it's
0: it uh, looks good to me and he thinks it would be a strain thing that you're not getting the donkey dick buds. Colorado Sherlock chimed in and said did damn well, but... Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah. But this, the cola size and donkey dicks, again, are based 90% on strain, 10% is based on feeding and nutrition. Hmm, I don't know if I'd agree fully with that. Some phenos produce smaller than others. Um, did you take customers? Yeah, I, d- I don't agree with that at all. So, bitch. anyway, regardless, I think, I don't know what's, I like the way you trained these, and I don't want more stretch. Uh, could be the strain. Let's, just, let's see, because he goes, now I had some pretty dense
2: how far apart were your lights? If if you jam your lights right down on the plant, and the plant doesn't need to stretch towards the lights, you can you just know, not too close. When you're your in prime
0: flowering, because well. then you'll yeah, your flowers do not like the light.
2: Yeah, but I'm saying that it makes a difference. A lot of people have their lights just stuck to their ceiling. And you know, overall, that will promote stretch um,
0: under I think you're good, man. You said you almost got a pound under the 600. Your training looks good. Yeah, if you want strict, your quality looks good from this one picture.
2: I would strain though man strain you know i mean yeah. strain is is makes a huge difference i'll agree with what was that colorado <laughs> sherlock i just disagreed now i'm agreeing man makes a big difference man but i mean all i mean to say by that is that dude you can take a huge badass huge yielder and fuck it up you know overfeed it all the time and it's yeah. gonna produce these Roll. teeny little popcorns you know i so am going screw to screw up a good strain put it in the bag
0: We had a little bit more we'll have to cover on what's going on, but I think we got through most of the show there and give a shout out to all you people that have become members. I got some more videos coming up. Most of my videos are just out there to see on dude TV um, and over dudegrows.com. Check out everything. Scotty's got more videos. He's been putting in the member section. Don't forget you get 30% off recharge. If you're a member, if you're a recharge user consistently, it's pretty much a no brainer then to get your 30% off. Uh, and as well that's all Definitely. man i gotta bounce we'll be back wednesday come party at the cannabis cup guys it's gonna be good we won't be uh, i think it's gonna be i know it's gonna be a good time man everybody's been chiming in <laughs> tasty hell yeah it's be tasty all right Scotty. I gotta get the heck out of here thanks for listening guys episode 209 we will be in touch
2: later take her easy dude <laughs>